HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Tabard Inn, new American cuisine in one of Washington, D.C.'s oldest hotels, located in DuPont Circle. For more information, visit tabardinn.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hello, welcome to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. We're coming to you live from Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It is Wednesday, October 4th, 2017. This is the 155th episode of the series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talents in the hospitality industry. Today, my guest is the founder of a culinary-inspired lifestyle brand, and I will introduce him fully in a moment. First, as I do on every show, I will start out with my PR tip, Later, we will have my speed round game. For industry news today, I have a special guest calling in. It is Lee Schrager, the founder and executive director of NYC Wine and Food Festival. So stay tuned for that. We will also have my solo dining experience and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. Today's tip is to be fashion forward. Yes, be on trend yet do so with your own sense of style. How you dress says a lot about you and will not only translate to how you are perceived, but how you feel. Clothes can give confidence and make lasting impressions. Now on Project Runway, Heidi Klum says, in fashion, one day you're in and the next day you're out. But if you're true to yourself, I think you'll always be runway ready. That's my tip today. Now, I'm very happy to have my guest calling in. It is Alfredo Malatesta. He is the CEO and creative director of Flavor Gallery, a fashion-forward, culinary-inspired brand that creates apparel, headwear, aprons, and accessories for those with a passion for food and wine. Alfredo launched the brand in 2011 along with his wife, Erin, aiming to unite and identify fellow culinary enthusiasts. Flavor Gallery works with restaurants, food and beverage brands, 
chefs and culinary events nationwide, including Andrew Zimmern, Rachel Ray, Pebble Beach Food and Wine Festival, and NYC Wine and Food Festival, which is coming up. So, hello, Alfredo. Are you there? I am here. Very excited. Thank you for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited to have you on and hear about how you started your company because I became familiar with it by attending many food and wine festivals and um, seeing your presence there and and buying some T-shirts. So uh, I like to start out with my guests and find out how you you got into what you're doing. Um, I believe your background is more in, in fashion. Yes. Well, first of all, it's a privilege to always speak with a customer and a fan. And uh, and more than anything else, it's always a privilege to speak with uh, everybody else in the industry and share a little bit about our story. Uh, my wife and I both come from the more of the traditional fashion industry, but we've always had a passion for food and wine, uh, like many people do. And uh, And about probably eight years ago, we were sitting around the house and watching Food Network and, and having just a grand old time doing what we normally do on a weekend and cooking and just, you know, getting into what we enjoy. And we thought for a second there, you know, surfers have brands like Quicksilver where they can express themselves. Um, so when a surfer is in the, you know, in the ocean doing their art, they're either wearing a wetsuit or a pair of trunks. Um, when a chef or somebody who enjoys cooking is doing their art, they're wearing uh, a chef coat or an apron. So, you know, when a, sh- uh, when a surfer steps outside of the water and they're out of the world walking around and they want to let people know what their passion is in life, um, they have a lot of cool T-shirts and a lot of apparel and things that help identify their or share their personality and their passion within their community. And we kind of felt that, you know, the culinary world uh, didn't have that. So we thought right then and there, why not uh, get a little lifestyle brand started and see how people connect with this concept. And, uh, and so we took our, you know, experience both within the fashion industry in terms of uh, production and our creative approach to things and, you know, as far as retail products go, um, and we, you know, I took a little bit of the licensing experience that I had from also being in the music industry, and we put this brand together and got it started. And here we are. Yeah, no, that's I, I love the the surfing uh, analogy or the the comparison, and that uh, that's how how you got inspired to start. I think I usually wait a little bit to ask my question um, that I had for my my previous guest, but kind of goes in with with. Your, what you're talking about. So let's jump to that now. So last week on episode 154, I had on Jeffrey Zorowski of Summit LA 17, which is a three-day ideas festival taking place in downtown Los Angeles, November 3rd through 6th. So he wants to know, if you had to express your mission in two sentences, what would it be? I think if, we, if I was to define it in two sentences, and this will kind of get into how this mission, I guess, applies to our business. Um, but we are fortunate enough to service two different consumer sectors. So we, we sort of have a two-part mission statement. So it's a perfect uh, question uh, by Jeffrey. So um, I would say that for consumers that are into our brand, uh, our mission is really to create products inspired by authentic culinary experiences uh, and that simply make our life more fun in our kitchens and everywhere beyond. 
and and I think that that's evident in a lot of the cre- in the creative approach that we take to making our retail products um, that seem to be fun and apply to both consumers as well as people that are in in the trade, you know, within the industry. Um, and then for the second sentence, I guess, or the second mission mm-hmm. statement that appeal, you know, that I would say more specifically appeals to uh, the industry itself and the role that we play um, as a, I guess, as a business service. And our mission, you know, with that particular approach is we are here to basically simplify and improve the merchandising potential for brands in the culinary world. And, you know, that's that's a big, big part of what we do. And it came as a result of, you know, the platform that we had set up with our brand initially. And that has now influenced many brands to take a look at their own merchandising and find a way to improve it. And we've been uh, a partner that's helped many, many companies all over the country um, improve and simplify their, their approach to merchandising. And they needed a lot of help in that area. Yeah, no, that's great. So, so what is your platform that you set up, and how did you, how did you get your foot in the door in the in the culinary world? Like, who was one of your first clients? So, it's a great question. So, when we initially started, uh, we really didn't have any um, any major relationships that opened up big doors for us. Um, we thought that our our business plan. As long as we focused our business plan on quality, uh, that was going to actually make it easier for us to open some doors. Um, I did have a one particular contact who's a personality on the cooking channel, and uh, or at the time he was, and I had asked her, you know, I'd asked him for his feedback uh, since he was a customer of a previous brand that I worked with. Um, asked him for his feedback on whether or not he thought that our idea was great, uh, was something that we should that should be worth pursuing. And I remember him saying that, uh, no, it's actually a bad idea, and mm-hmm. he wouldn't do it if he was in our shoes. And I said, fantastic. We're going to get started <laughs> tomorrow. And so I sort of... Uh, Are you, you still know, friends with him? <laughs> challenge and uh, and because I, and I really believed in it. And so when we first made our product, or the first collection of the release, they were just fun interpretations and concepts of what we, you know, of themes that we took from, you know, food and wine culture. So one of our designs that I really, really remember is our salt design, which just looked like the hand of a chef sprinkling salt. Um, And that was just cool artwork because really only people that are in the know are going to understand what we were doing. Uh, Try wearing that out in public somewhere. Uh, It doesn't always go over very well because people totally... Don't you know? Don't know what that uh, what that actually is supposed to be, um, but uh, you know. But when we made these initial shirts or this initial collection of shirts, um, they were actually you know we started uh, trying to seed the market, and we realized that yeah, people were responding to it. Uh, but one of the breakthroughs that we had was um, we were working with a PR company at the time that I you know they're a great PR company, but I don't think they knew what to do with our brand. And I said, well, what? we need to get some chefs to wear a product. And and they were a little bit sort of, you know, it wasn't, again, it wasn't there in their wheelhouse to do something like this. So I kind of picked up the phone myself, and I figured out how to get in touch with um, a particular chef's management company because having been in the music industry as a manager, I knew that that's probably the most sure way of 
getting the attention of anybody and connecting with the talent that you're looking for. And so I thought if I can get somebody prominent to wear a product, that could really start, you know, that's the sizzle to sell the steak right there. So I was able to get in touch with Michael Simon, and, uh, and we were able to send him a package. Um, you know, I sent it to his team, and they were able to, or he was so excited about it, he wore the shirts immediately and wore them on stage during South Beach Wine and Food Festival in 2011. Uh, he wore the shirts on stage, and that was just, that's when we kind of knew, all right, it's, you know, Michael, who's so cool, if he's, you know, willing to wear the shirts and he likes them that much, that he would put, them, you know, wear them on stage, and I think we have something. And it kind of just started, you know, spiraling from there as far as getting our brand validated. Um, over time, you know, we, we, was, we found it pretty easy to connect with and, and get the shirts on people that we knew we had something there with the brand, and now we needed to amplify our reach and, and reach and just get in front of more customers, um, you know, throughout the industry. Um, if we went through the traditional channels, such as trying to sell our product at Nordstrom, um, I think we're going to hit a wall or we would just be the, the flavor of the month at retail, no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we would quickly just you know if, if Nordstrom if the Nordstrom customer didn't understand what we're selling, we would probably just get shut out and we'd probably lose a lot of money in the traditional retail scenario. So we had to mainline our customer in a unique way, in a more grassroots way, and that kind of led us to working with the food and wine festivals. That's great. I mean, that's it's knowing. Yeah, Michael Simon wearing your shirt. At South Beach Wine and Food Festival, that's that's a great <laughs> that's a great uh, introduction into the food scene, or having him an endorsement, as you said. Uh, so then, when you dis- so then was South Beach or like what was the first festival that you set up having a station where you were selling your merchandise? <laughs> so what we what we thought would be a great idea is you know at the time in tw- 2011ish or so. Um, I started noticing just by reading um, all the major uh, food and wine magazines that um, there's these events going on, and I figured, you know, but, and of course it helps looking uh, or sneaking, you know, through social media and seeing what's happening, and uh, we were able to see there's a lot of people attending these events. It seems to bring in the most passionate, uh, affluent customers in that segment, and it's building these communities of uh, of individuals that are just that love, you know, anything that's food, wine, beverage, and the whole culture behind it. So we thought, you know, that is the best way for us to get into it. Now, being from the music industry, um, where I initially started my career, I thought, you know what, the same way that, you know, that concerts have merchandise or bands that are on tour have merchandise, you know, these events should probably have merchandise. And I looked around and I saw that it seems that a lot of a few people had actually tried, but they had not been successful with the merchandise. And I think um, part of it is because most of these events are put on by event companies, and it's, merchandising is a whole other animal. It's a whole other uh, process. So it's a whole other kind of business, and it could really get in the way of people being successful with what's important, which is. Oops! I think you cut out. So we're going to we're going to get Alfredo back on the phone and uh, we're going to take a little break. So stay with us. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. The following program has been brought to you by Tabard Inn. Tabard Inn, Washington, D.C.'s quintessential small hotel, is located on a quiet tree-lined street just five blocks from the White House. 
vibrant yet unassuming, the Tabard is comprised of 40 sleeping rooms, each unique in character and design. Feast on eclectic American cuisine in their acclaimed restaurant, or enjoy a cocktail and listen to live jazz in one of their cozy Victorian seating areas. Mingle with travelers from around the world who find the Tabard the only place to stay when taking their travels to Washington. For more information, visit tabardin.com. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Alfredo Malatesta of Flavor Gallery. You, you Are you there now? You cut off for a minute. Alfredo? I am here. Okay. It's, we're we doing technology sometimes. Uh, yeah, we're doing this by phone. It happens. But uh, you were talking about, uh, I, don't, I don't know when you, we, you thought we lost you, but about your getting involved in, in the festivals and, and your, how you were setting things up. So, uh, yeah, I do remember right where we cut off, um, so I'll continue sharing. But, uh, you know, when we were looking to work with the events, we realized that uh, the festivals needed help with their merchandising. And uh, we didn't know how we were going to get into these events. But we thought we specialize in the world of merchandising and apparel products and retail. And that's a whole other area of business that they're not, that's probably a huge headache for them. So we decided to reach out to an event which happened to be one of the largest somehow and uh and we're very lucky that they replied very quickly and that was south beach wine and food festival and um i remember our initial conversation or the initial email that i had sent um because i was a little relentless and sending out an email to uh, every email uh, that appeared on their website contact uh, mm-hmm. section um and i basically said something to the effect of uh Hey, we've noticed that you guys are uh, have tried to do some merchandise in the past, and uh, to be perfectly honest, and no disrespect, but it's it's not very good. Could we help you guys out in that area? Um, I think we could contribute a lot, and make it really exciting for you, and uh, and we got a pretty quick callback, and I think that they were very excited that this is something that they wouldn't have to deal with in the future and that we can take it off their hands and help them do it right. And so they took a chance on us and, um, and, you know, we showed up and we had a very short amount of time to put it together for such a large event. And uh, we were kind of going into the unknown with it. And, you know, I'll tell you what, that first night was a little rough because we didn't know, you know, we had never been, even been to one of these events. <laughs> yeah. Well. And so, we try to just look into the crystal ball here, but uh, uh, luckily, I guess to make a long story short, it turned out to be a grand success, and it gave us the opportunity to start opening up the door with a lot of different events all around the country, and it created this amazing platform for us to not just promote our brand, but connect with the other sponsors and restaurant groups um, that are also looking to develop uh, new and exciting merchandise for their company. Yeah, well, I've I've been to South Beach Food and Wine Festival many times, and it's it's quite it's huge. I mean, it's quite. If you've never been, you yeah, I could see you being like, "What did we get into?" But I definitely see how. I mean, I think it was a good call for them for saying yes to you, and I think it's great that you you pitched it. Um, but I was I was as you were talking, I was thinking like with with taking taking payment. Did did the square and you know. Uh, did that come out? Ooh, did that come out about the same time? You know, as far as payment method, was that something? You know, how do how do you do payment, and has it changed over the years? 
So initially, back in 2011, when we were planning this at the end of 2011, we had, um, yeah, I, I was a little scared for a second that if we ever did these events, we would need to um, take those swiping mechanisms to run credit cards with. And, you know, we were like, well, if we're going to be on the beach, how are we going to be able to wire this and that? Yeah. And, um, and we did a little bit of searching, and there was this, um, there was a company called Square that had maybe about, I don't know, 60, 70 followers on Twitter at the time. And it just, it, they promoted themselves as a solution that we thought could work, but nobody really knew anything about them. Um, so we took a chance on it. And it was a little bit of a wonky system at first, um, but it, it did the important stuff, which was it connected us somehow to the Internet and was able to process the transactions on site. And we were able to, um, you know, to obviously make some revenue from this. Uh, it was a great tool because not everybody has cash uh, yeah. at these events, uh, nor are they expecting to really buy anything. Um, so we did reach out to Square. Um, I, I want to say that we might be among their first batch of original customers because we've been them since very, very early on, and we've seen their system improve over time. So, um, and with those improvements, we've stayed loyal with them as well. That's uh, cool. It's a great system. I'm yeah. thinking um, the, it's timing, too. I was just like timeline just, it was, yeah, it matched up. So, uh, yeah, it's it's perfect for what you do. Uh, what So what have been, I mean, for people who don't know your your brand and, and, and some like, maybe share some of the slogans and, and, and chefs you've worked with, because um, they're, they're catchy and they're, they're they're cute, and they, you know, you have your own style, too. Uh, thank you. So, you know, the approach that we initially took to designing our product was, uh, and again, a little bit of my music industry background, um, sort of working with a company where we pioneered the uh, rock vintage T-shirt um, back in the early 2000s, and we we're the first company to obtain those licenses to recreate the rock concert T-shirt. We kind of wanted to take an approach um, to the culinary world by uh, taking artwork or developing artwork that means something to people. Um, you know, when somebody sees a pig, uh, you know, everybody has a different and unique reaction, uh, you know, to what that represents, you know, in their sort of a culinary language. And, uh, and so, you know, or if you put a, a piece of avocado on a shirt uh, or a, a, an illustration of one, uh, that will mean different things to different people. So we, you know, we've always had our ear to the ground, um, and we're, because we're passionate, you know, fans ourselves of the industry, you know, we listen to a lot of things that chefs say, read a lot of cookbooks, um, you know, we go to lots of tastings um, at vineyards or at different restaurants, and, you know, we're part, we're living the culture ourselves, so... Um, within that, by paying attention to how the language of food or culinary language, um, we're able to pull some fun ideas and then um, add some illustration to it. Sometimes it's less about the fun slogan or the pun um, or, you know, the message that we're trying to get out on the shirt. Um, and sometimes it's, just, you know, it, or if it's not about the design or the slogan or the word, uh, then it's about the whatever the artwork is representing and what that speaks to somebody. Um, and so we've been able to tap into lots of different themes, and we keep releasing new products that appeal to all different tastes. 
Uh, and so uh, we've always explored those areas and pushed some boundaries. Um, we've done some things that maybe are a little more controversial, um, such as what we've gotten involved in a little bit of the, the foie gras, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, situation in California. <laughs> um, and we've also touched upon some things that, you know, um, or that, you know, really represent as many cultures within the culinary world. Uh, and the reason we do that is because we know that, People connect through food. Um, you know, nations are defined by food. Um, if we all paid attention to what we eat and sat around the table with one another, I'm sure more people would get along in this world as well. So it's a powerful thing. And, and that is, you know, we know that. And that's why it's really, you know, fun to see how people connect um, with these products uh, or with the products that we're making. Um, I think that when we are doing something for the festival, we take the same pride in designing original designs each and every single year. They're all limited edition, and we never repeat the same designs. Um, we want people to come every time they go to the So we're, um, you know, we've always done put our best foot forward on behalf of the festivals because we're trying to make them look as best as possible to their consumers too. And, uh, and, and we enjoy that experience of having the ability to connect with all the attendees at every event. Awesome. Well, well said. On that note, we are going to take another break. We're going to come back. We're going to play my speed round game. And then on the phone, I have calling in Lee Schrager, and we're going to talk with him about NYC Wine and Food Festival coming up. So stay with us. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Alfredo Malatesta of Flavor Gallery. So, Alfredo, it's time for my speed round game. What this is, is I'm going to name a couple things, and you just pick your preference. It's like either or. Okay. You ready? Okay. I think I am. All right. I'm sure you are. Here we go. Eat in or eat out? Eat in. Wine, beer, cocktail, or mocktail? Wine. Tasting menu or a la carte? Tasting menu. Small plates or large plates? I'm sorry, repeat that one more time? Sure. Small plates or large plates? Large plates. All right. How about communal table or chef's counter? Uh, Community table few more. Tipping or all-inclusive charge? Tipping. Hats or t-shirts? T-shirts, I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> Always t-shirts. 
<laughs> Always t-shirts. How about online or in-store shopping? Do you have a preference? Um, in-store. Okay. You're like, you know what you like here. Uh, two more. Cheese plate or dessert? Um, dessert. <laughs> and Manhattan, Brooklyn, Los Angeles, or Nashville? Since I'm neither Nashville, I have to say Nashville. 100%. Yeah, so we didn't get into it, but you're you're originally L.A.-based, and you just moved to Nashville. Um, is that right? We, we just relocated to Nashville. Uh, we still have an operation in Los Angeles, but we just relocated to Nashville, and extremely happy that this is our new town and uh, our new base for the company. Cool. I like I like Nashville, and they, they have some food and wine festivals, so I guess it's it's the right fit. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I, I'm trying not to make it too much of a work environment and more of just home. But uh, right. yeah, there are great things happening in the culinary world here. Yeah, well, true. Okay, great. That was the game. Now, instead of industry news uh, talking about some news, news and articles, I have a special guest calling in. I have Lee Schrager, the founder and executive director of NYC Wine and Food Festival, on the phone, they are now, the festival is coming up on October 12th to 15th in New York City, and it's their 10th anniversary. So hello, Lee. Are you there? I am here. Hi, Lee. How are you? Good. And Flavor Gallery, our friends of Flavor Gallery are very familiar with us. They've been doing our merchandise for years. Yes, yes. I, I, I've got a little of the backstory with, with uh, yeah. South Beach uh, as their first festival, so... It's great. Um, so, t- so tell me about this year coming up. Are you? I can't believe it's been ten years. <laughs> uh, nor can I. I, I. You know, ten years of uh, eating, drinking, and educating. Uh, eating, drinking, and fighting hunger in New York City. Uh, we've raised over ten million dollars, and uh, this is a special year. So, you know, I think you can do anything right in New York for ten years consistently. Uh, it's to be celebrated, and that's what we ex- uh, plan on doing uh, next weekend. Uh, our signature events like Burger Bash and a family barbecue on Sunday, but a great Iron Chef America event on uh, Saturday night, and, of course, uh, Smorgasburg kicking off the festival on the roof of Pier 92 next Thursday night. It's, it's, it's awesome. I don't know. You keep growing it. How many, how many events are, are there this year? about i don't know but that's a good thing to do when you're bored in a train to, uh, okay, I, <laughs> I feel like it's like around 100 i don't i don't know of 100. yeah, yeah. Of 100. so i what's and and what what uh, some i think smorgasburg's new this year but what uh, do you have like what anything very new this year that you would like to highlight or you think is like you know a a, a new addition that uh you want to give a shout out well, to yeah, I think lots. If you look at the program, I mean, our Thursday night opening event with Smorgasburg, first time working with them in 10 years. We're doing a, uh, uh, well, we did a Broadway event last year with Neil Patrick Harris, but we're doing it this year on Sunday the 15th with Kristen Genoweth. Um, we have um, some amazing dinners, you know, dinners with some of the greatest chefs from throughout the world. Uh, lots of late night events. We're doing a, uh, a pie versus cake contest. Uh, I, I think, you know, like always, uh, I think there's really something for everyone here. And I think the diversity, not only in the curating of the programming, but the pricing, allows a lot for you know everyone to experience the festival in some way, shape, or form. Oh, there definitely is between between the walk around events and the dinners, yeah. and then you have family events. There is certainly exactly. something for everyone. I was going to say, like, I don't know, do you have 
do do you recommend a strategy for people going into the weekend or is it more just like personal preference? Because uh, <laughs> there's so many amazing options. Well, I think, you know, not to overdo it, to, you know, to eat and drink responsibly, most importantly. Um, but I, I think my advice would be, you know, to, you know, experience a signature event like the Grand Tasting one day, go to a great rooftop event, and maybe go to one of our uh, intimate dinners so you can see the best of everything that we're offering. Yeah, I like that. And if you can only do one event, you know, if, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you can only do one event, you're in town for one day or for budgetary reasons, uh, you know, I, I think, again, whether it's a late-night event, which tend to be a little less expensive, or the rooftop signature events, uh, you know, the Italian event, the Burger Bash event, you know, any of them are really worth checking out. Not only do we have an amazing lineup of talent, but great entertainment this year as well. Yes, I'm looking forward. And I, I'm, you always seem to pop up everywhere. I don't know how you do it. There's, it's like, there's like a clone of you. You always seem to be everywhere all the time. <laughs> well, I'm omnipresent. Uh, I, I think that, you know, if uh, talent can come in from across the world to uh, participate in our festival, I think it's uh, my obligation to make sure I say hello and greet everyone, well, you know, when I can. Yes, well, you do an amazing job at that. And uh, you mentioned the charity sponsors. I know you have... Uh, no Kid Hungry and Food Bank of New York, and that the money money is raised for for charities, and I think that's that's wonderful. Right, we're 100% 501c3 with all net proceeds benefiting, as you said, the Food Bank of New York, which I'm a board member of, and No Kid Hungry, a brand, a division of uh, Share Our Strength, the National Hunger Organization. Yeah, no, it's it's great. It's wonderful. I, it's it's grown so much, and um, I'm looking forward to it. And I look forward to seeing you. And you always get good weather, so I'm hoping that that sticks. I don't know. You and I both. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a good feeling about it. It's been pretty pretty warm so far here in New York. So yeah, I, I just flew out today. I was I've been there the last few days, so uh, I'm hoping we have exactly the same weather. I'd be very happy. Yes, me too. Well. Thank you so much. Um, for people who want to get tickets, you can go to nycwff.org and uh, check that out. And I also saw today that South Beach Food and Wine Festival, your ticket sales are going on sale on October 23rd, which is coming up February 21st to 25th. And I'm planning to be at that, too. So a lot of exciting things. Great. Well, thank you. Thanks for supporting it. And uh, thanks for uh, having us on with your listeners. And we hope to see all of you there in a few weeks. Great. Thanks, Lee. Congratulations. My pleasure. Nice talking to you. Thanks Same for having here. me on. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Okay, we're going to take one more break and then come back and do my solo dining experience. So stay with us. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. And we're back. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. There's a phone call line. This has been a fun show, right? Lots of calls. Um, we're gonna, if that was Alfredo, we're going to talk to him in a minute about the final question. But before that, I'm going to do my solo dining experience. So this week, it's at Casa Publica BK. Here's the rundown. The location, 594 Union Avenue, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, New York. The concept. 
dishes and cocktails inspired by Mexico City's restaurants and markets. The partners, Chef Bob Truitt, Beverage Director General Manager Megan Montagano, and Managing Partner Daniel Ortiz de Montalano. Why did I go? Because I was in the neighborhood and Mexican food sounded great and I'm friendly with Chef Truitt and so I wanted to check his new place out. My experience. So I arrived around 6.30 on a Sunday evening. The place was pretty busy, but I was able to get a seat at the bar. I asked the bartender, Sarah, if the chef was there. Unfortunately, he was not that evening, so I didn't get to see him. But we chatted a little bit, found out she was a big fan of Heritage Radio, which was cool. And she helped me decide what to get, and she steered me in the right direction. So what did I get? I wanted something lightish. I wasn't super hungry. So I went with the com. Campechana, which is a ceviche with shrimp, octopus, avocado, and heirloom tomatoes, and I also had chips to go with it. My take, it was delicious. It was light, it was packed with flavor, it had this amazing sauce, it was great with the chips, it was a great recommendation, and it was it was a, a nice portion size that, that satisfied my appetite. The ambiance. So it was a casual, energetic room with a large bar, and in the back there were more tables, Say it's perfect for a casual night out with friends, family, or solo. Interesting tidbit, Casa Publica is a passion project for the partners who have personal ties to Mexico's rich culture and the Williamsburg neighborhood. Personal fun fact, I had met Chef Truitt back when he was working for Michael White and the Altamarea Group. He was the pastry chef for there for about seven years, so this is a switch for him. Another personal fun fact is I was starting to plan a trip to Mexico City, but I've, I've put it on hold because of the recent earthquake there. Um, and I'm, I'm just, my thoughts are with them. I'm wishing them the best. And I look forward to planning a trip at some point because I've heard so many amazing things about Mexico City and its restaurants and, and the, the whole culture. So I look forward to going at some point. The cost, $18, not including tax and gratuity. Would I go back? You bet. Website, casapublicabk.com. Okay, it is time for the final question. So my next guests are Patrick Janelle and Amy Virginia Buchanan. They are the co-founders of Spring Street Social Society, which is a membership club that brings people together in unexpected spaces. So Alfredo, can you please ask a question for Patrick and Amy? Yes, they, by the way, they have a very cool company, so very excited for, uh, for that interview to come. Um, so the question that I have for them is, uh, you know, their business is currently operating in L.A. and New York primarily and growing in other markets. So what is the one thing they have found that unites the members uh, of their community in each market? And then what is one thing that they cannot seem to find a common uh, thread with as far as their members go in the different markets that they operate in. Great. I will ask. Uh, yeah, they're, they are a cool company, and that's a, a cool question. So thank you. Had a little Bart. trouble there. I had you on hold for a little while, so uh, I'm glad you. I got you back. I needed that I'm final so question from I, you. I missed uh, most of what Lee uh, shared with us. Well, the, but, um, the good thing with Heritage Radio is our show will be archived, and you can always go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
That's right. So uh, are, Lee is, uh, is the best. Uh, he definitely, uh, you know, we love him over here dearly at Flavor Gallery. He opened up a big door uh, for us, and we are so privileged to work with him and his entire team and uh, and do so much for the different charities that they uh, that their beneficiaries for. Yes, yes, I agree. And uh, are you going to be, I assume you're going to be up here next week for NYC Wine and Food Festival? We will. That's uh, one of the, the several events we have going on around the country uh, in the coming weeks here. But uh, that's a big one, and we will definitely be there. So anybody who's listening should definitely stop on by, and, uh, and we'll give them a nice discount if they mention that they heard us uh, on, uh, on this program. Oh, I like that. I'll, I might use that. <laughs> uh, please do. Please do. Multiple times. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, well, I'm really glad we connected and, and, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, congratulations on all of your success. I think, I think it's, it's great that you had an idea and you went with it and, and now you're at all the festivals and doing so much with chefs and, and, and it's good. So thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And of course, you know, none of this would ever be possible without everybody else that's uh, part of our big community here. Uh, and we all support one another. And so there's a lot of really positive things to take away from this industry. We love working in it. Yes, I, it is a great industry. So I love it too. Well, thank you. I will look for you next week and uh, enjoy living in Nashville. Thank so, you. You're welcome. So my guests today have been Alfredo Maletesta, the CEO and creative director of Flavor Gallery. Their website is flavorgallery.com, and Flavor has a U in it, so that's F-L-A-V-O-U-R gallery.com. And that's also their Instagram and Twitter handle, Flavor Gallery. And Lee Schrager, thank you for coming on the show to talk about NYC Wine and Food Festival. Lee is the founder and executive director, and this is its 10th year, which is amazing. And their website is nycwff.org. Now you can find me on social media at Sherry Bayer, at Bayer PR, at All Industry. My Facebook page is All in the Industry, and my websites are BayerPublicRelations.com and SherryBayer.com. As I said before, all of our shows are archived on HeritageRadioNetwork.org, and we are on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks again to Alfredo and to Lee. Also, thanks to JJ at Flavor Gallery and Katie at The Door for helping me set things up today. And always, big thanks to my show's engineer, Vitor, for managing all the phone lines today. It's a lot of work. (laughs) I'm Sherry Bayer. I'll be back next Wednesday at 4 with another live show. Hope you'll tune in then. Thank you for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? 
rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.